previously on Live at 605. She would be like, (laughs) (laughs) and so like, Jada just like burst out laughing. Yeah, I think we even did one or two. Like mocking. John Mallon. And Val Gomez. To you live from beautiful downtown Toronto. Yes. This is season nine, episode two of Live at Six Oh Five, and we got another crazy week of all kinds of stories and yeah. and crazy ladies and bug bites and all kinds of stuff. And it's good to be back on this long weekend in Toronto. No, it seems like it's going by fast, and every week we have. So many more stories. I'm not feeling the greatest today. No, and I, I may or may not have drugged you up with some Benadryl. <laughs> so if you just, just pass out, I'll try and poke you I or something. I think it was like, I am a fan of taking NyQuil. Yeah. And I will take it any chance you give me. But what I realize is I never really take NyQuil during the day, which True. makes sense. Um, so I was like, Benadryl, no problem. And then... Um, you gave me the Benadryl, which was hugely helpful because I was scratching my legs to death. Yeah. Um, which stopped the itchiness because I have a huge weld on my leg the size of... A uh, uh, small pancake? Small, like a silver dollar pancake. Yeah. And then, yeah, the Benadryl seemed to me help me stop itching it. But now that I feel like I took it about three hours ago and I'm like, oh, I'm going to fall asleep. I know. There's a lot that's been going on today again on that holiday Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, you trying not to fall asleep from your Benadryl. Yeah. Podcasting, uh, just cleaning up. We're going to still try and go see a movie tonight. Yes, please. We were supposed to go shopping, grocery <laughs> shopping. That didn't, didn't work. Didn't happen. Uh, so we'll, we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. Play um, ear. Before we get into everything, though, would you like to give out all the contact? Yes, information. Um, it's time for you guys to start following me again on Instagram and Twitter. You're a little sad if you didn't get enough Instagram. I likes. know, guys. You gotta come to bat for me. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Val Gomez twenty three, and you will see some awesome pic collages from this past long weekend up at Miranda Podcasting Fame's Cottage. Yeah, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Malencamp. I'm trying to hit that eighty followers on Instagram. <laughs> But when we started last week, do we remember how many Twitter followers I had? I think I had like less than 500. Yes. Remember we were trying to get to 500 by like the end of the season or by the end of next week? Yes, you were trying to do that. (laughs) I was not trying to do anything. I am now at 507 followers on your Twitter. Are any of them sex bots? Uh, Let's see. Uh, (laughs) Bubba James is the last person who followed me, so maybe Bubba James. Follow the Bubba James on Twitter. He followed me. I'm hoping to maybe... I want to get to 605 followers, and then, like, no one else follow me. Let's Done. just stay at 605. You're silly. Okay. Uh, and then also, facebook.com slash live at 605. You will see pictures and videos and stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've been trying to do, like, memes. You know how people do those memes where it's like... Yes, I know what a meme is. <laughs> I tried to do one, and no one liked it. So Aww. It was my NWA picture. I liked it. Yeah, you liked it. You're part of the podcast. You have to like it. If you don't like it, you lose percentage. Did in, you even set it up like a meme? Yeah, well, not a me- well, yeah, just like the picture with words on it. Did you? Yeah. I don't remember it. I thought you just wrote a comment. I was like, that wasn't really a No, the picture is NWA with, like, very, like, uh, intense looks on their face. Yeah. And the quote, quote says, when the squad is all giggles from the new 605. <laughs> and only you liked it on Instagram. Because probably nobody understood it. It's too meta. 
No, but everyone always says well, the squad, so I was making do fun they? of it. I don't know that. They do. <laughs> I only liked it because I felt bad. Really? Yeah. So, and what, okay, thank you for feeling bad. What do you do if you're on iTunes? Please leave us a comment in the news, or please leave us a comment underneath our podcast. We will do new artwork, I swear. Um, well, you're not if, drugged up on bed. But I'm not drugged up. We'll look all like crazy today if I do it. Um, if you leave us a comment, every comment that you leave us knocks us back into the news noteworthy and helps traction. Yeah, so... A lot to get into today. We're going to talk crazy ladies in oh. fountains, mm-hmm. subway gangsters, mm-hmm. possibly Blue Jay moves, OVO predictions, yeah. Emmy nominations, yeah. Wall of Winners, Wilco, Free Album, Oshiega, Guster, Darkness, possibly Hit the Post, mm-hmm. and whatever else we got. That's a mighty long list you got there for 40 minutes. That's because I don't plan. It's always to plan more. Yes. Let's just say we don't get to Guster, Darkness tickets We'll talk about what that means next week. Gotcha. So why don't we start things off with the sponsorship, and guess what? Guess who has the sponsorship Ooh, this week? Me. So let's get into your sponsorship of the week. Sponsorship of the week. So this week, amongst being super busy for both John and I at work, like I think it's just been, um, what you would call it, we've even had, like, people over after work. We've had, like, a bunch of, like, birthday dinners and stuff. So there's never really been enough time to prep to go to the cottage for this long weekend. Right. So I figured on Friday after work, on the way home, I would just run to Loblaws and go and get, like, any snacks or whatever we need. Excuse me. And then go to the LC. Whoa, hold on a what? second. What? Was that your first ever burp on the podcast? Yeah. I've been burping for, for 90 plus episodes. See? I almost let that Did one you say go. excuse me? Uh, no. I, at least I moved mine away from the microphone. So did I. I turned this way. Okay, I wasn't looking. You were writing. Don't I, try and out me. I don't even know. What did I write there? What is that? Co? Ka? Co-lit. Co-lit? Co-lit. Colt? 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 I don't I, even know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Keep um, going. Let's hear call it. So basically, we ended up, um, or I ended up going to the LCBO to buy um, some beer for us for this voyage knowing that we perfectly well we had six like rando pack yeah. um from the previous weekend of having some friends over so i go and um sean Batiman and tesla B- B- Batiman. actually introduced us to these amsterdam beers that you liked for the summer oh, and those are the orange ones yes i like that a lot so i just went and got three of these orange like they kind of taste like chalk top i guess yeah orange um citrusy or blue moon if you're from the americas yes and then I got uh, three Amsterdam blondes, and mm. the lady, nice lady. I'm more of an Amsterdam brunette, but that's just ha, me. Ha, 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 ha. Um, what you going call it? She put it in an LCBO bag, and it's like one of those paper bags, you know. I'm holding that. I went and got some groceries for dinner because we were making pasta mm-hmm. that night. So I'm holding my work bag, this six-pack Bag, LCBO bag in one arm, the same arm I'm holding my work bag, and then a bag of groceries, pretty heavy. There was like pasta sauce, pasta, I got you some treats, etc. Right. Um, in the other hand, and so we don't live that far from the giant Loblaws at Maple Leaf Gardens, so I'm walking home, walking home, and in the back of our building, there's this giant courtyard yeah. with... Um, Big fountain area. A giant fountain area, and it's really pretty, and I think we've jokingly mentioned before that there's all these signs that say don't go swimming in it, but only on days like, or during like the week of Pride and stuff, like if there's a big celebration, 
going on in the city. Maybe some people will jump in the fountains. But I'm, like, walking. I have my headphones on. I see this one lowly chick sitting on the ledge of the fountain. And mm-hmm. she's kind of what I thought was maybe on a headset phone kind uh, of thing. So uh, I wasn't paying attention. I, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say I instantly could tell that she had issues just from looking at her. We'll get into that. But yeah, but you think everyone has issues. Yeah, that's because I have issues. <laughs> exactly. So I was just, like, kind of, like, minding my business. There was minding a, your P's and Q's? Minding my P's and Q's. Okay. I walk by and I realize that I'm losing grip on the LCBO bag. So I put the bag of groceries down, mm-hmm. re-pick up everything, and I'm like, oh no, the LCBO bag is starting to rip. Damn. So I have to get home quicker. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking through the courtyard. I see this woman flailing around on the ledge. I can't hear yet because I don't have my headphones oh, in. Oh, right, right. And so... All of a sudden, right, like, if she's sitting on the ledge, I'm about 10 feet away from her. Okay. I dr- The bag, the LCBO bag, dr- rips. Rips. One can of beer explodes on the ground. Jesus. She turns around, and she's like, hey. <laughs> Is that yeah. her exact voice? Hey. Hey. She's like, oh, come on. Can I give me, just give me a beer. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> right? And I was like, uh, no. And here I am, like, struggling to pick up all the stuff, like, you never want a crazy person on a ledge who starts talking <laughs> no, you to you don't want a crazy person when you have beer to start approaching you. Because no. then that would have been like, like, because then obviously it's like, are you going to follow me into the building? Are you going to steal all my booze? Right. Like, whatever. And so I'm like struggling to pick all these up and she's like, just come on, give me a beer. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> right? So I was like, you can take this one, this one. She's like, ah, no. She's a picky Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I, give, I guess you have beer standards. Greedy, you don't want, greedy. You don't want the one on the floor. So I left the one that exploded, got the fuck out of there, tried to pick up the remnants of the dented cans, yeah. put them all in my work bag, and then the like broken LCBO bag, run into our building thinking she's following me. After your beer. Yeah. And then I still hear her screaming shit. I go into the elevator. Does this other guy not come in like really quickly after me? And he's holding two six packs of MGD. And he's also holding Bill. Oh my he God, we're was, just teasing this girl yeah. out here. And so he was like, "Holy shit, that chick was insane." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my God, did you get her ass too?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, right." And so I was like, "Oh, I'm like my bag ripped. I just wanted to get the hell out of there." And he's like, "Do you think security's gonna come and get her?" I'm like, "I don't know, man." I'm like, "Well, it makes for an interesting day of like." Going to start the weekend yeah. or whatever. So I get off first. I come home. I put the beer on the counter. And I tell you that I'm like, oh, my God. There's this crazy chick in the courtyard. And she's, like, yelling at me and harassing me for beer. When I told you this, did you think I was telling, like, did you think I was embellishing at all? Uh, I thought, yeah, well, I, yeah, I thought maybe... No, I thought maybe you just dropped in. There's just like some weird person just be like, oh, let, like, <laughs> let me have it. I didn't know the, <laughs> uh, the just how serious it was. I just who knows? It's like especially it's also in Toronto, a little desensitized. Yeah, totally. So I'm like, all right, we always walk down the street and people are like, let me yeah. get some of that cookie or yeah. whatever. So it's like. But then you, you're like, no, she's still out there. Yeah. And so I was like, we both ran into our uh, the 605 studio because that has the best view of the, fount- the, the fountain. And so we see her. She is now fully jumped into the fountain. Well, it started off, she was lying down on the ledge of the fountain mm-hmm. again. 
And I'm looking at her, and you're like, take a look. And she's just, like, ranting and raving. Yeah. And she's yelling stuff. And you could hear her. She sounds exactly like you. Yeah, you were like, totally. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And at this point, no one's walking by, and we're trying to see if she's going to harass people. Yeah. She has, like, old ghetto headphones that, like, fall in the fountain. Yeah. But she didn't look that much older than us. No, but she looked... She like, looked like she's seen some better days. Yeah, she looked insane. She looked rough. Yeah, she was rough. Buzz's girlfriend. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> It, uh, and then she drops stuff in the fountain, <laughs> and then eventually, like you said, she jumps into the fountain. Or first, she puts her feet in. They're dangling yeah, they're in the dangling. water. I'm like, oh boy! And then she's in the fountain, jumps in. I think did she go underwater? I think. Oh like, yeah. She fully goes underwater. She still has like her headphones and like boom blaster yeah. in. She starts doing like uh, dance moves. Dance in the moves pool. and like gymnastics. And I think my favorite part was that she had really good form because she was doing like. As if she had another person with her, like synchronized swimming kind of motion. Yeah, exactly. Which was, was pretty funny. And then I was like, I wonder if we should call security, right? Because I'm like, yeah. you never know if this person's gonna like flip out at the next person who walks by. Yeah. Um, whatever. And so we were trying to see if anyone else was watching from the balcony, and there were a few people. Yeah. Um, what you recall? But then all of a sudden we see a security guard come, and he's well, like an older gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, I felt bad for him because I'm like. This is why I would never want to be like be a security guard or work in customer service because yeah. you don't want to deal with the people. Yeah. And yeah. So I asked you, I was like, do you think he carries a gun? I'm like, of course <laughs> not. Security doesn't. They carry a roll of quarters to call the actual uh, cops. And so I was like, so sad. I'm like, what if this guy gets injured or something? Yeah, because she was like face to face with them. Yeah, and he kept, she kept like as soon as he got her out of the water, and he's like, oh, you have to leave the area. She was, like, kind of, like, inching her way closer to him every second. We were, like, watching this whole thing play out. Yeah, it was pretty intense. It was, like, a good ten minutes you're watching. Totally. From... Best TV ever. Yeah, so it should have been nominated for an Emmy. Totally. Good segue. Yeah, so I should have... I took some pictures. I'll post yeah. them on the Facebook page. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter. I'll never get that beer back, though. I know. At least it wasn't... Was it one of the better ones or one of the throwaway beers? No, it was a good beer because it, it was a, a new beer because I just bought it. Oh, I thought it was like, you know how sometimes you buy the beers you really want, then you buy some for people that you don't care no, about? No, it was all the Amsterdam new beers I bought. Ah, damn. Yeah. Well, Wasn't it like a Coors? I don't know. I thought maybe you bought one Coors and buy like... No. The, but she's like, what are the odds? How often do you walk... How often in the 11 years that you've uh-huh. been of age to, to buy beer uh-huh. have you walked and it fallen out or broken like on the ground, right? Not... Not very the, often. And yeah, then, sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say that, like, this week has been the worst week for bags ever for me, too. Like, back-to-back ridiculousness. The day before, my water bottle exploded in my backpack with my laptop in it. And I was like, I thought I was standing in Union Station. And you know how, like, there's all that construction? So I was standing with, like, my bag on my shoulder. And all of a sudden, like, these drips start falling on my shoes. And I was like, ew. Like, I thought it was the plumbing Uh, from above me. Until, like, I walked even further, and I'm like, ew, this whole area is leaking. Then right. I get on the subway train, and I'm standing there, I'm like, why are my feet wet? And so, I'm like, I go sit down, put my bag on my lap, yeah. and then my pants look so wet. And then this guy's like, uh, you okay? I'm like, yeah, dude, my yeah, bag's just wet. Let me the fuck alone. Jesus. Right? And so I was so nervous, because I had so much technology in my bag. I'm like, this is the worst day ever. Anyway, that, that was my doubleheader sponsor. So bags of all sorts ruined. Sponsorship of the week. That was rough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just what are the odds that when you do drop a beer or your bag breaks in front of a crazy lady? Like, that's yeah. just bad timing. 
But I was like, well, as soon as it happened, I'm like, at least it makes for a good podcast story. That's true. So I got one story. Because uh, I will never have the only po- sponsor. No, I'm not gonna, this isn't a sponsor. Oh, this okay. is just a story. I would never okay. take that sponsorship away from you. <laughs> this is just what will lead into what the title of this episode will be. Hi. So I was, because I always got a Subway story. Are you putting that on that coffee on your big Yeah. Bump? The heat soothes the pain. So I was at Subway, and every day something always happens at Subway. Like the other day, I was in. There's like these punk kids in front of me mm-hmm. who are just like messing around. I'm like, get the fuck out of here! I'm trying to get my sub. Yeah. But there was like this was I don't know Tuesday or something. I was getting a Subway, and there was a couple of gangsters. They were like construction worker gangsters, and uh, so. So I'm, in real life, they were just not dressed as well as John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this guy was also like pure gangster. <laughs> Like, he may have called me son at some point. Really? Yeah. And you were just jealous that he could do it and look cool? And he could pull it off. Yeah. yeah. I was like, take off my hipster glasses. <laughs> so I'm in line, and it's pretty busy as per usual, and it's a couple gangsters in front of me, and they do their order. The person's like, what do you want? This and that. Mm-hmm. And then I pull up, and because most of the people at this location know me and know my, my sub, mm-hmm. they're just like, roast beef and bacon on white. I was like, yeah. And they're like, toasted no cheese. I'm like, you got it. And then this like gangster in front of me turns to me and he's just like, damn, son, they know your order here, right? <laughs> Is that I'm, a thing to be proud of? I was, because all I wanted to say to him was like, that's because yeah, we them boys. <laughs> but I just like, they sure do, or something like that. I was all excited because he like... Oh, gee, golly, guys. I should have been like, yeah, you know why? Because we them boys. <laughs> but he was just all excited. He's like, damn, son, they know your order here, right? I'm like, yeah, they're really good. Is that why you wanted to call it we them boys, or was it the episode of The Soup? Well, that's the other... The reason why I thought of we them boys is because we were watching The Soup, and it's this show they're making fun of called Twinning, where it's two twins go head to head against other, uh, or another a set, set of twins. twins goes head to head against another set of twins to see which group knows each other better. Yeah. And the one question was, "What's your favorite song?" No, okay, wait, you have to do the backup part though. What's the backup? So like the first question was, "Name the romantic, name the most romantic city in the world, okay. or something," and then or the most ro- romantic language in the world. And then one of the fat... Okay, so this is not racist. This is just to give you listeners um, a visual for what these twins look like. They were like super... like Super chubby, chubby super trailer, tra- track, trailer, trailer trash. Trailer trash looking gingers. White boys. Yeah. yeah. And so what is the most romantic language in the world? And the one guy wrote Spanish. Spanish. Right? Yeah. Remember he spelled it around. The other one put Italian... Or no, Italian. Italian, <laughs> yeah. Right? And so it was just like the funniest spelling ever. They probably were at least fifteen. Okay. I know. I think they were like twenty-five. I think they were adults. <laughs> so then the follow-up question is: What would um, your twin say is your favorite song or something? And yeah. then they both wrote. They both wrote "We Them Boys." <laughs> they said <laughs> it. <laughs> and then after the like, they both got right. They're like, like yeah, that's right. We them boys. They went like did like a handshake. It was so funny. If I can find it, I'll post the clip on Facebook. It was I'm sh- so funny. We them boys. Yeah. So ever since then, we've been saying like we them boys, <laughs> which is actually a pretty decent. Well, it's a yeah, weird, it's a, it's a weird, weird title. It's, it's, a, like, it's a Wiz Khalifa song. It's pretty funny. So. Anyway. So anyway, I just thought that when the gangster was all impressed. That's awesome. You so, aim to please. Yeah, still looking for a free cookie, but. <laughs> He'd give you a different type of cookie. That's true. <laughs> so that's my story. I don't know. Do you want to get into the main uh, topic this week? It's one of those pop culture episodes where we're going to talk about all the Emmy nominations. 
and we want to talk about some shows like the new season of True Detective. Yeah. Hannibal. It's just, if you guys are, it's that summertime when it's like, oh, there's not necessarily a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Although we were just watching Bachelor in Paradise. Right? So good. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. But do you want to get into maybe just do some Emmy talk or? Yeah. Yeah? So, I thought you were going to pause it. No. Um, so this season, uh, the Emmys come out. When the hell is it? They're on September 20th okay. this year. And over the past couple of weeks, they've been putting out all of the nominations per the different categories. And there was a lot of controversy, I guess, last year with the Emmys because certain shows were not being acknowledged in what should have been their category, i.e., like a comedy. They kept wanting, they put like Orange, Orange is the New Black in, in, a in a comedy versus like a drama. And they do that because it's like Orange is the New Black, like, okay, we have a better chance in comedy yeah. than in drama, right? And so then the other side is, um, by nature of the landscape, the TV landscape changing so much that you can watch television on multiple platforms such as like Netflix, Amazon, Yahoo, um, Yahoo um, call Hulu, etc. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were thinking Hulu. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. Um, what you call it? They've just had to like increase and change the actual nomination categories a lot. So... The weird thing is, is that this year, though, I feel like television is at its best. There's so many good series for people to latch on to. But John and I were saying, maybe in the last season at the finale, that a lot of the shows we love were either getting switched off their natural TV carrier and moving to platforms um, like like other carrier platforms. Like the Mindy Project got... Mm-hmm. Um, taken off of Fox. Fox canceled it. It got picked up by Amazon. Right. And then more recently, Hannibal, another one of our favorite series, just got canceled. And now it's kind of like its life is like waiting in the brinks or Netflix whatever. Netflix passed. Amazon passed. I always thought, especially after the mm-hmm. one we watched last night, I'm like, this is a show that's made for like an HBO showtime yeah. where it's like where they can just get away with everything. Totally. So typically you say, what are the three best channels for programming? Outside of, like, um, the Netflixes, et cetera. Yeah. No, well, even including Netflix and all that, my three, I think the three best channels in all of TV, FX, AMC, HBO. Totally. That's just, not disregarding any other channels. They all, every other channel is good shows, but I yeah. just feel like FX, AMC, HBO over the last five, ten years have had the best program. Totally. Um, and so this year, I'm just going to go through the list and then yeah. we'll talk about the shows. Outstanding drama series. The nominations are... Better Call Saul, AMC, Downton Abbey, <coughs> Game of Thrones, <coughs> Homeland, House of Cards. Oh, I did get nominated. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, House of Cards, Mad Men, and Orange is the New Black. All right, so why don't we talk about that and we'll go to different categories. Yeah. I, I was under the impression, I forgot that Homeland got nominated. Homeland this year, if you could have watched this past season of Homeland, mm-hmm. was outstanding. I, I feel like it would have been the series, like it could have been a standalone like mini-series. I can't remember at the end of uh, this year if my favorite show this last year was Homeland or Hannibal. I think we said Hannibal. Yeah. But Homeland, yeah, this season was unbelievable. It was. It literally where, I think this was season four. Yeah. Season three was so awkward and slow moving and it was just like... Claire Danes' is ugly crying face the whole there time. There were certain characters who run their course, even though you love them. Yeah. It's like, just there's no reason why you should be in the show anymore. And they no. just kept the person. And now this season, they committed to being like a new storyline. Totally. To new characters, some of the same old characters. And it all just worked. It all worked. It was so tightly written. It was in a new location. 
um, it was the best parts of why you love season one. Yeah. Amplified. For sure. I think. So we don't want to give anything away. They go to Pakistan. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, incredible. Better Call Saul. For me, it was a little bit of a slow start. Yeah. Uh, I liked it the whole way through. It's, yeah. I, li- I compare it to the Entourage movie where it's like, <laughs> I like, not in quality, but yeah. where I like to see those characters again. Mm-hmm. So I like seeing Saul. I like seeing Mike. I like being in that world again. Yeah. Uh, Do you feel, though, that... So, Better Call Saul, for those of you guys who don't know what it is, is a spinoff of... Or the prequel prequel to to Breaking Bad. Yeah. Which is one of, if not your favorite show. It's my favorite show. It follows Saul Goodman before he was Saul and, like, how he gets to, like, Yeah, which is the lawyer for Walter White. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I enjoyed every single episode. Mm -hmm. I thought it was uh, unbelievable, and I thought Mm -hmm. it did a great job of... Uh, helping the Breaking Bad world and, like, not tarnishing its name. Like, no, yeah. like, Friends is great, but then they made Joey. It's like, oh, what an awful show this was. But that Joey keeps getting, like, episodes, keeps getting nominated and winning shit. Well, yeah, so. that, that's because, I mean, like, the Joey show yeah. was a spinoff oh, of Friends. Okay. That tarnished the show, gotcha. right? Yeah. Or But then there's other shows like Frasier, which was a spinoff of Cheers, which actually held its totally. own, right? Totally, Frasier is hilarious. So it's just it's always, like, hit or miss. It's like Family Guy yeah. has, like, six spinoffs. It's like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> I also just think what I like about Better Call Saul, which is an AMC original series, mm-hmm. after Breaking Bad was done, Mad Men also just ended this year. Yeah. Um, we only really have The Walking Dead as yeah. a flagship show for AMC. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to know that there's longevity for that channel, that it's not just like a flash pan kind of thing, era of time. Yeah. Um, so Better Call Saul, I thought the Steve, what is it? Steve Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk did an incredible job. Yeah. Um, the next show is House of Cards. This is House of Cards again, season three. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable again. The yeah. one thing, here's what I like about House of Cards. Every season is completely different. Yeah. Where, but it works every time. Like, totally. I thought season three, I'm trying to think now. Because we were trying to talk about, like, what's your favorite season of House of Cards? And at first I'm like, oh, I love season one. It's so great. Yeah. Oh, but wait, in season two this happens, that mm-hmm. happens. I love season two. But wait, season three. And it's like, I like them all for different reasons. Yeah. So I think it just gets better and better. I think what, okay, and we should put a caveat at the beginning of this whole episode. It's like, spoiler alert. We're going to try not to spoil too much. Yeah. But, like, if the first season is about um, Frank Underwood and his wife, um, rise, rise to like. Well, he gets wrong to Tim, like right, like fuck off. A big f you to the people who screwed him over, right? Right, and then he basically the whole thing is Frank Underwood trying to assert his throne to get to the White House. Yeah, right. And so through that, these two really evil protagonist characters, Robin Wright Penn and Kevin Spacey, help each other out until like do really backhanded conniving things to get. Frank Underwood to be president. They even try and take down the current president. Right. Season two, there's so much stuff happening behind the scenes with, like, FBI stuff. There's, like, everyone in the White House is corrupted. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, oh, what is happening here? Season three becomes the stuff that they finally make it to the White House. Mm -hmm. But then the marriage starts getting, like, a little bit rocky. starts to suffer all this power. Yeah, and so, but it happens in such a way that you believe it, right? Oh, big time. Like, it's, I don't think it's far-fetched. I don't think they swung the pendulum in the complete opposite direction. It literally felt like you could feel the pain of the two characters. Definitely, and there's some new characters who I really like this season. They always have good writer journalist mm-hmm. each season which i kind of realized like, oh yeah every season yeah. there's like a new writer or journalist mm-hmm. uh, 
It's a story about making, making movies. movies. <laughs> so, what, um, who, I'm going to write down our predictions. And Wait, one, we didn't even do the last one. What's the last Mad one? Mad Men. Mad Men got nominated. Yeah. Mad even got nominated. Bite your tongue. So, Mad Men was nominated for Best Outstanding Drama Series. And I think this, this series won the Emmys, like, for the first three seasons it came on. Right. But John Hamm has never won for Most Outstanding Actor. It's one of those things. Like, either the it's the series has never won, and John Hamm has never won, yeah. or the series has won, but the actors have never won. Yeah, I think it's more the series has won. I don't think John Hamm's ever won. So, I hope that this year, because I thought season um, seven, seven and a half yeah. of Mad Men was outstanding. Um, the ending we obviously debated in, like, previous episodes yeah. of the podcast. Um, but I just think they deserve it. I think it's like it's time. It came full circle. You saw the demise of Don Draper. You saw the happiness of Don Draper. You mm-hmm. kind of discovered more about him and like the subsequent characters that revolve around him. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel now knowing the kind of the end part of it. I don't really feel unresolved about any characters. No, I, I like the ending. I so, thought it all did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to take outstanding drama then? Well, so you think you think. Uh, Mad Men? I hope Mad Men okay. gets it. That's your, that's your, is that your prediction? That's then? my final answer. Okay. I'm going with Homeland. Really? Because here's the problem is I love this season of Mad Men, mm-hmm. but I don't want to vote for it just because the show's done. Like that's un- No, but I don't think that's just the reason. No, I do I think know. it was like no, an I know. outstanding I'm, I'm saying my reasons. Yeah. I thought Homeland out of those five or six shows had the best season out of any of them. Okay. Or I'm like, okay, Mad Men, if it, I, I love that season. It, it probably in my order would go... Homeland, then Mad Men, then Saul, then the rest can all... Oh, oh no, not, fuck, House of Cards is on there, too. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, Homeland for me is what I okay. is my prediction. Done. Let's move on to comedy series. Mm-hmm. So this year also saw the end of one of the nominees, Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Also fell by the wayside, end of that series run. I've heard nothing but great things about Parks and Rec. Even this weekend, we were talking about it in the car ride up with Alistair mm-hmm. and Kat. Um, I've only sparingly watched episodes of Parks and Rec on Saturday mornings when you're asleep. Right. It is funnier now that I know like Amy Poehler's backstory about the series, to be honest. Right. Knowing that they're trying not to make it like um, an office. Mm-hmm. What about you? You like uh, Parks and Rec? I do. I've done promos for it. I've watched it. I haven't watched every episode. I've just seen bits and pieces. I think I've watched yeah. more than you. But I like it a lot. I, li- I think it's mm-hmm. pretty funny. I feel like it, it's like if you mm-hmm. like The Office, you'll like this show. So. Totally. But it's not like The Office. No. Right? Um, the other show, so you previously said FX was called out as one of the better mm-hmm. uh, channels to stay tuned into. Louie got nominated again. I've only seen one episode of Louie, and it was pretty funny. Here's the thing. Louie's unbelievable. It's, it's, I just think it's amazing that he writes, directs, edits, stars, <laughs> and everything. Yeah. And, like, basically FX, no one tells him what to do. I don't even think he shows up. Like, they don't give, <laughs> so many of these shows, like, it goes through executives, and they tell you what this hmm. and that. I'm probably scared of him. They are. Well, he's also, like, his track record is just... Outstanding. Yeah. So I think, I think it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. My one problem, again, is it's not... It's funny, but it's not... I don't know. We'll talk about this in a second, but... I, it's I think not it's great. conventionally it's, funny. Yeah, but that's the thing. In 2015, it's like, okay, lo, lo, it's really tough. Like, sitcoms are kind of dead these days. Yeah. Where you don't necessarily... It's not all, like, two and a half men in front of a studio no, audience. Like, which we appreciate. Yeah. But anyway, so, okay, keep going. So the other nominee is longstanding winner 
of outstanding comedy series, Modern Family. I love Modern Family. I just don't think it's as good as it used to be. No, and I think that's the thing, though. I think that is, like, a very formatted comedy series. Yeah. It's like you could probably take a lot of the scripts from Modern Family, mm. and you've seen those kinds of antics play out in other series. Like, Everybody Loves Raymond. It's like, oh, yeah. there's a crazy neighbor we have to be friends with. Right, right. Right, et cetera. I do think, even though I haven't watched Louie, mm. I like that type of comedy yeah. more so, because it's almost like a black comedy. Yo, definitely. i, I got to get you to watch more episodes, mm-hmm. so, okay. The next one... And this might have to be on the fast bender scale as well. Mm-hmm. Newcomer, Silicon Valley. Ooh. <laughs> what do you? Th- so we never mentioned. No, nope, we so saved it. About a month or so ago, mm-hmm. about two months ago, I think in May, uh, season two of Silicon Valley ended, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I was blown away by how good it was. Season one, I thought the show was decent. I thought it had some really funny parts, and then mm-hmm. season two, I'm like, okay, I'll just keep watching to watch. Mm-hmm. But then every episode was unbelievable, <laughs> and it was so good. Where I have certain shows that I watch that I don't watch with you, because I'm like, oh, I don't think you'll like yeah. it. But then when I find a show that I'm like, oh, I think you're gonna like it, such yeah. as say like Sons of Anarchy, For sure. Man Seeking Woman, yeah, even Entourage, yeah. But this show, when it got like halfway through season two, I'm like, I think you would like this show. So, but I was worried. I'm like, I didn't want to describe it as like I thought maybe you're. Uh, idea of it was like a Big Bang Theory where it's like, oh, yeah. these nerds who are awkward around girls. Yeah. But it's nothing like that at all. Well, I think most people describe the show as like a better Big Bang Theory. It's like yeah. the, kind of like the same concept. But, okay, so IMDb gives, this is the premise behind Silicon Valley. In the high-tech gold rush of modern Silicon Valley, the people most qualified to succeed are the least capable of handling success. A comedy partially inspired by Mike Judge's own experience as a Silicon Valley engineer in the late 1980s. So the funny thing is with this series is that a lot of the actors on it are like for like comedians in comedians general. Comedians or like they know each other from yeah com- uh, comedy or they know it from like um, improv and stuff stuff like that. So when we started watching it, um, it was really funny because. I didn't really know any of the actors except for the dude who plays Jared from The Office, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, so it was kind of like walking into a new show with no even like star cachet mm-hmm. for me, and I was dying. Yeah. It is so funny, and I think it also just speaks to like our level of humor a lot. Oh yeah. But T.J. Miller, who plays Ehrlich Bachman <laughs> yeah. in it, who plays the, um, he owns the incubator where yeah. he brings in all of the different engineers to work on their different apps and different mm-hmm. platforms of creation. He like houses these individuals, these like really impeccable geniuses, yeah. is just such a funny character mm-hmm. in it. And I just love the way all the actors riff off each other. I yeah. always wonder if, um, some of, how much Imp- of it is improv versus yeah. scripted. For sure, yeah. I knew I knew a lot of the characters except for mm-hmm. the main guy. Um, uh, what's the main guy's name? Richard. Yeah, Richard's the only guy I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like I knew T.J. Miller. I knew yeah. Dinesh uh, was like a comedian. I knew mm-hmm. um, what's his face, the guy with long hair. Josh Brenner. Yeah, I I knew most of them, and I just thought season two was hilarious. Yeah, I absolutely loved all parts of it. The weird thing was, so what do you give it on the fast bender scale? Yo yo yo. How many Michael Fassbenders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get 8, because that white boy crazy. I give it, like, 9.5. Like, for, yeah. the, for the first two seasons as yeah. a whole, 
9.5 out of 10, like, without a doubt. I give it probably 9. Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fassbenders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get 8 because that white boy crazy. Just because I'm not throwing all my eggs into that basket yet. Right, right, right. Um, I've read articles that people are like, oh, this isn't, like... It's just so obvious humor kind of thing. I they're don't just, think so at they're all. They're pandering to like A, B, and C, whatever. I still think it's absolutely funny. And the one, there's two episodes that I feel can get anyone hooked. Okay. And our friend Chris um, from Clandestine Podcast fame, yeah. um, he was like, okay, just show me an episode that is your favorite episode. You don't have to make me watch the pilot. Mm. I would pick two episodes to watch. The first one being where the, per- uh, is it Percocet? Uh, oh, Adderall or something. Adderall, like the Adderall episode. Yeah. Where they just need Adderall to work all night. Yeah. And then the second episode is the SWAT analysis in <laughs> season two. Yeah. Is by far one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I have a colleague at work who's watching it on the go train when he goes home. Yeah. And he said he watched the SWAT episode. Um, like on the go train in the morning and literally burst out laughing and isolated everyone sitting around him, but he couldn't contain himself. So I think if you guys are looking for an awesome, really quick binge, watch Silicon Valley. I was really upset to see there was only like 12, like two seasons already. We watched it in a couple weeks and it was just like, I almost wish we waited to like season three yeah. for you, but I, I absolutely loved it. So just to go, cause we don't really watch any of the no, other series. So outstanding comedy series to recap are Louie, yep. Modern Family, Parks and Recreation, yeah. Silicon Valley, yeah. Transparent yeah. on Amazon, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, mm-hmm. and Veep. Who do you think is going to take it? Well, the, uh, the problem is mm-hmm. I think Veep will take yeah. it, but I want I want Silicon Valley to win. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I think the best comedy wasn't nominated this year. I'll tell you what my favorite comedy of okay. the year was, which I thought <coughs> should be nominated. So Silicon Valley is my second favorite comedy right now. My number one favorite comedy, which I wish was actually nominated, not Workaholics, was Man Seeking Woman. Oh, that would definitely not get... It's too crazy. I know, it's too crazy. Here's the thing, though. I love it because it's so original. Mm -hmm. Like, Silicon Valley, I love the show, but it's based off, like, this world of uh, Silicon Valley and high tech and this and that. All these other shows, Veep, it's based... But I'm just saying man seeking woman. Did you woman. just say Silicon Valley is based on these things like Silicon Valley? <laughs> yeah, I, I meant as in the place Silicon Valley in like the high tech world. <laughs> but man seeking woman is such an original idea where it's just, it's like, okay, it's it's a everyday issue as in like a guy seeking like a companion. Man, so a man, man seeking, seeking a woman. woman. Man, you need to start writing again, right? But he's just like, you get put in situations that you just, I've never seen before, like going to a destination wedding in hell. Yeah. Shit like that. She's like, I've never heard of, I've never yeah. seen stuff like that. I think it's a really great series for taking very common occurrences in a man's life, but spinning them into a sci-fi mm-hmm. kind of landscape. So yeah, a destination wedding that everyone dreads doing, yeah. but instead of doing it like going to the Caribbean, they think about it as going to hell. Yeah, So exactly. the trek and what it takes to go there. So it was like absolutely funny. To me, that series was really good. I don't feel like it would ever be nominated. Oh, of course not. It's too weird. But to me, it was also a slow start. I loved it towards the end, though. That's my one issue I'll say. The thing I hate about the Emmys, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, there are a lot of traditional comedies here, but like shows like It's Sunny in Philadelphia, which have never been yeah. nominated, shows like Man Seeking Woman, which will never no. be nominated, or Maybe like, that adds to its street cred. Yeah, I know, I get it, but it's just or like a show like Broad City. Broad City is all, also another show which mm-hmm. I thought 
Actually, now that I think it might even be better than Man City. That's a show I should probably get you into next, Broad City. Okay. I think you'd like it. It's kind of, it's pretty. What's Broad City about? It's uh, these two women who live in New York. They're like early 20s. And it's just like, think of any male show where it's just like they drink and smoke pot and say gross things. <laughs> it's girls drinking and smoking pot and just like not. It's Amy Poehler produces. She found these two people oh, on yeah. YouTube. So it's a really funny show where they just get themselves in these situations that you never really see like women in. Right. And I thought season two was really good. So it okay. might be a show I get you into next. I think out of these comedy series, they're probably going to give it to Parks and Rec or Veep. So which one are you going with? Um, I don't know. Rocky said we would love Veep. I, ah, I lost the website. Um, that we would love Veep just because of how, like, it gets, like, a lot better with time kind of thing. And a lot of the actors we appreciate outside of, like, Julia Louis-Dreyfus are in it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so I think, I think it will be them. And I can see, like, the Academy picking, like, the safe answers. And yeah. I just don't feel like... Even though Modern Family is the safest of answers, there was no way in hell this season was not as good as, like, previous ones. Right. Should we run through some other ones quickly? Yeah. we're at 40 minutes. And then Jesus. We'll... Okay, let's do Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series, okay. a.k.a. Which White Man Deserves the Trophy. Yeah. Okay. Kyle Chandler, Bloodline. Okay. Just list them all off, then we'll talk about it. Kyle Chandler, Bloodline. Leif Schreiber, Ray Donovan. Mm-hmm. John Hamm for Mad Men. Kevin Spacey, House of Cards, yeah. Bob Odekirk, Better Call Saul, and Jeff Daniels, The Newsroom. Uh, for me, it's between um, it's between House of Cards and Mad Men. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, I think Kevin Spacey's so good. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I think John Hamm's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But the thing, but the problem with John Hamm is the problem is he's almost so good. It just looks so easy. Where it's mm-hmm. like he just like he loses his temper. This, yeah. But like Kevin Spacey's character Frank mm-hmm. Underwood has so much range where it's like yeah. he goes from conniving to mm-hmm. sentimental to this and that it's almost like John Hamm's character is it's not one dimensional but he just makes it look like I just believe like he's just talking yeah I just make I just feel like Kevin Spacey yeah so I'm, I'm gonna go with Kevin Spacey for that one I'm saying jo- I think John yeah. Hamm I would be happy if he does get it because mm-hmm. he's number one yeah but I feel like Kevin Spacey in my opinion yeah. does a bit better of a job okay so I think, like, we I don't know if we've ever spoken about Bloodline before. And Bloodline is a show with Kyle Chandler, the coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. We still haven't finished the series. I feel like I know what happens because yeah. um, somebody spoiled it for me. But I, any, even though Kyle Chandler said he took this role on because he's not – he wants to go as far away from Coach Taylor as possible, yeah. I still feel like there's – there's a lot of Coach Taylor. There's a Taylor lot of Coach Taylor in this role. I, think so I don't feel like he'll get it. The first scene of Bloodline, he's driving in a car listening to the radio with yeah. the window down. Like, that's all That is all Coach, Coach Taylor. Taylor does. Um, okay. Leif Schreiber, Ray Donovan, never yeah. seen. Kevin Spacey, while I do feel like you're right, mm-hmm. he kind of has, like, a lot more room to play, like, the yeah. compassionate guy than yeah. flies off the handle. To me, it's almost... Because it is more far-fetched, whereas John Hamm right, right. is more Fair. of, like, holy shit, a little bit more cerebral of a character. Yeah. Um, I, I still feel John Hamm deserves it. We saw so much pain in him this season. Yeah. And then on the other side, like, so much anger and, like, remorse. And then on the other side, we saw him be really happy. Yeah. Which was kind of bizarre to me that I felt like it was a little bit more, exactly to your point, believable. Yeah. Right? It wouldn't be as, like, far-fetched as a 
Kevin Spacey, Frank Underwood. So I feel like John Hamm deserves outstanding lead actor. No, even I'm not gonna give it anything away if you haven't watched Mad Men finale. But even that scene, the last episode with the hug scene, I know that scene right there is like I'm like okay, that alone he could could win off that scene. See, to me it was like the scene where he calls and talks on the phone with Peg, Peggy. Yeah. Is like so gut wrenchingly heartbreaking yeah. that I'm like, this is how I would feel as if I had to like call you on my last mm. breath. Like that was so hard. Can I go ahead and need you not to call me on your last no. breath, possibly, please. No. Okay. Okay. So, outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. Mm-hmm. The nominees are. I don't even want to hear if there's any uh, modern fa- family people in it. No, there isn't. Oh, sorry, that's because they're in supporting actor. Oh, sorry, okay. keep going, yeah. Anthony Anderson and Blackish. Okay. Which we've heard nothing but amazing stories. I liked them in the few episodes I've seen. Will Forte, The Last Man on Earth. You mm-hmm. said you didn't watch that show again. I watched a couple <laughs> episodes. Uh, it was all right. Uh, Matt LeBlanc episodes. Okay. Jeffrey Tambor, Transparent. Okay. William H. Macy. Ah, stop saying that again. William H. Macy, Shameless. Don't do it. I'm pouring my tea all over your paper. <laughs> and Shameless. Louie and Louie. Don Cheadle and House of Lies. I'm just going to go straight up and down Louie. Okay, seeing as I don't watch any of those shows, <laughs> I am going to say either Don Cheadle and House of Lies okay. or Louie and Louie. I think who I want to win is mm-hmm. Louie and who I think will win is also Louie. Here's the other side of it. I feel like they may gave it to Jeffrey Tambor because, because it's been like, like all of the issues surrounding um, being transgender this year yeah. and that being like a breakthrough series in hindsight of like Caitlyn Jenner's kind of stuff. So it'll be like the political answer. I think they would give it to Louis because Louis like one of those people. It's like, you know, when you're in high school and mm-hmm. the cool kids and you want to make the cool kids happy. I feel like Louis the cool kid yeah. who's just like he has so much cred and he does yeah. so much. And he doesn't care about what people think. Where See, it's like, we got to give it to Louie because he's the ma- he's the he's best the comedian. Okay. He's got the show that he writes. Yeah. I also agree with, I think he's, the funny thing is, I don't necessarily, his stand-up comedy, I don't yeah. really like that, that much. But okay. his show, I think, is unbelievable. Okay. So we'll, so we'll see. Okay. Outstanding lead actress in a drama series. Mm-hmm. We have Cookie from Empire, because <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce her first name. Taraji P. Henson. Yes. See, that's why you got more street cred than me. That's why uh, we them boys. <laughs> then we got Tatiana Mansley from Orphan Black. Okay. Uh, Robin Wright, House Cards. Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder. Mm-hmm. Claire Danes, Homeland. Elizabeth Moss, Mad Men. Uh, so Cookie from Empire is so weird. Like Empire is more of a soap opera to me than a mm-hmm. drama, where it's just like that's so crazy yeah where it's like this guy's dating this girl but this girl's a lesbian but then this girl also has yeah. cancer and the dad it's just a soap opera it's a good yeah. show what i what i've watched i've enjoyed it because it's like such a soap opera yeah and she is the best part of that show because right. she's so outrageous but without a doubt it's gotta go to to house the cards girl oh claire danes no house of cards oops sorry robin Wright. robin Wright. especially yeah. the scene in that jail with that guy from yeah. dexter i'm not gonna say anything that I think that one was a good one. Clarendon was great this year. Yeah, they toned. Uh, she's still crazy, but yeah. I still think Claire. See, I think it's gonna be Robin Wright, House of Cards, mm-hmm. or Elizabeth Moss, Mad Men, for the one scene alone in Mad Men where she's <laughs> walking she, down the hallway. With, yeah, with the with cigarette, cigarette in her mouth. and the piece of artwork, like yeah. her scene with. John Slattery being like, "Can you give me a review?" Yeah, or whatever is just like the best. I think, like, dialogue. I don't know. I really like the dimension of 
Peggy's character in Mad Men. Yeah. But I think Robin Wright, hands down, was like on like fucking like she was fierce this year. Yeah, like Sasha Fierce. Sasha Fierce. Yeah. I like it. Um, outstanding lead actress in a comedy. The okay. nominees are Julia Louise Dreyfus, Veep. Lisa okay. Kudrow, The Comeback. No idea what that is. Okay. Amy Poehler, Parks and Rec. Amy Schumer, Inside Amy Schumer. Mm-hmm. Eddie Falco, Nurse Jackie, Lily Tomlin, Grace and Frankie. No idea what that is either. Okay, <laughs> uh, we don't watch too many of these shows. No. But I'm going to give it to Amy Schumer. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they will give it to her. Again, I like Amy Schumer because hers is like a sketch show, so she's playing so many different characters. Yeah. All these other people, except for that Frank and Bean show, what is it? Frankie and Beanie? Grace and Frankie. I'm like, okay, other these, like Veep, Julia, Julia Louise Dreyfus has played this girl, what, five, six years? Yeah. They know these characters inside out. I like the shows, like, um... You're, you step into a new role. Yeah. That's the other thing I was going to say, sorry. Shows like Key and Peele should have been nominated for, like, best comedy. Because those are, like, those are comedies. Right. Anyways, I think Amy Schumer, she, uh, I like her show, I like her a lot too, so I'm going to give it to her. Okay. What about you? I think they should give it to Inside Amy Schumer, or Amy Schumer, because, for the exact same reasons, but it's the same as the Oscars to me, mm. where you're trying to get as many young people to watch, Yep. and Amy Schumer has been like, talk of the town this past year, um, so if you're trying to get a younger generation to latch on, mm-hmm. give it to her because they identify with her. And that's why you got to get Man Seeking Woman nominated. <coughs> <coughs> we'll see. Okay, do you want to blow through a couple more real quick? Yeah. Um, we'll just do the main ones, yeah, right? Yeah, There's only like a couple left. Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones. Nope. Jimmy Carter in Downtown Abbey. <coughs> Jonathan Banks, Better Call Saul. Ooh. Is that Mike? Yeah, it's Mike. Um, Alan Cummings, The Good Wife. Meh. Michael Kelly, House of Cards. Ooh. Who's that one? Um, the helper. The guy who was... Oh, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Ben Mendelsohn, Bloodline. Oh, that's the shitty brother, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Jonathan Banks from, uh... Mike? Better Call Saul. There's an episode that focuses on him, mm-hmm. which I remember you watched and you did not like no. it at all. But I, me, along with all the critics... Critics agree that it was probably the best episode of Better Call Saul. Nerds! Uh, and I think he was great, so... Oh, okay. fuck. No, I changed my mind. House of Cards guy. Sorry. I'm going with him. Doug Stanford. Doug! I'm going Doug. with Doug. Hands down. Doug's Doug the best Stanford, character. Doug Stanford, man. Ah, uh, no. Sorry, Jonathan Banks. I'm going with the, Doug. D- the demise of Doug. You're yeah. not going to give an award to a dude for one episode, although the Emmys have done that before. No, but he's in... Well, yeah, sorry. But all he does in the other episodes is, like, sit in his fucking, like, toll booth. Yeah. Doug gets it for that syringe full of alcohol. That's I all I'm know. saying. I know. The syringe full of alcohol and effing the, like, 10-year-old yeah. at the house party. Right. Um. So that one was crazy. Yeah, he better win. He better that. win. He's one of those guys, too, where he's, like, unusually attractive. Where I'm like, yeah, he's you, a good-looking guy. You have a crush on him. I think everything on bald people like him and Louie. <laughs> yeah, you and Miranda. Yeah. Right? Um, outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series. Uh, Tal Burrell for Modern Family. Ty Burrell, you mean? Yeah, what did I say? You said Tal Burrell. No, Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell. Tal Burrell might be... Uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, Keegan-Michael Keel. Ooh, Keegan Peel. Yeah. Adam Driver. Girls? Yeah. Ooh, tough. Andre Burrow, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ooh, okay. Tony Hale, Veep. Yeah. Titus. Tits McGee. Titus Burgess. Okay. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I'm going with Key from Key and Peel. Okay. You? Um... 
It's isn't it weird though that the other is Peel. Peel's not nominated. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't really watch any of these shows. I like Adam from no, Girls, he's good, yeah. but I don't feel like I think he's like unconventionally funny. But no. I don't think his role is meant to be a comedian role. No, no, I don't right? think. Yeah, I could see Adam Driver win. I, I do like him. He's my yeah. favorite part of Girls. So. So all the guys like Ray and him are like the only reason yeah, why. Yeah, Ray I watch. should be nominated. Ray should be nominated. Um, outstanding supporting actress in a drama series. Uh, Joanne Froggett, Downtown Abbey. Yeah. Christina Hendricks, Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Emily Clark, Game of Thrones. Lena Headley, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uzo Aduba, mm-hmm. Orange is the New Black, and Christina Brzezanski, The Good Wife. Hands down. Mad Men. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you're, no if you're not going to give it... To Joan, go fuck yourself. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. You're not giving it to Joan Thank and all you. that swag. Do, you, do we not remember the, what is the sad episode where the money, where she has gets yeah, sexually harassed? exactly. Holy fuck. Get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Fuck that was you. the most uncomfortable, like, 20-minute monologue I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series. Niecy Nash, getting on. <laughs> what? Tabby Hoffman, transparent. Allison Janney, Mom, Julie Bellin, well, oh, Modern Family, Maya Blossom for The Big Bang Theory, Kate McKinnon, Saturday Night Live, Jane Grzowski, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and Anna Chomsky, Veep. Uh, I'm just going to give it a goose egg. Who? <laughs> Nobody. I don't know. I don't... Yeah, this one's hard. I don't trust. Uh... Let's just say Allison Janney, sure. Sure. Next. Um, outstanding Limited Series, a.k.a. Mini series, American Crime, no idea. American Horror Story, Freak Show, mm-hmm. The Honorable Woman, Olive Kitteridge, and mm-hmm. Wolf Hall. <laughs> Even though American Horror Story, again, the first two seasons are the best seasons. Mm-hmm. American Horror Story for the clown, head, hands down alone, give Eww. it to that show. That's my thing. That um, clown was the scariest thing I've ever seen. See, I feel like, and this is the thing. American Horror Story was so good the first two seasons, mm-hmm. and I know I didn't watch this one because yeah. it had clowns in it. It should win for keeping people away. It, yeah, but I just think it was also like, like the last season of American Horror Story lost me, and the I don't witches, feel. Yeah. And so I feel like this is a scenario where you're just giving it to somebody to give to it, mm-hmm. right? And American Horror Story might be the most commercially viable of these things. You want to round off the last couple, then we'll go see a movie? Yeah. And then maybe we'll come back and do like another 10 minutes afterwards? Yeah. Okay. See, okay, so this one will be like the last one for me. Um, or let's do this one. Outstanding Variety Sketch Series. Ooh. Drunk History, the comedy channel. Yeah. Inside Amy Schumer, Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Key and Peele, mm-hmm. Portlandia, Saturday Night Live. Uh, so there's one episode of Amy Sh- in- so I like, oh, there's one episode of Amy Schumer this season that it should win just based on that. Have you ever heard of, there's this old movie from probably like the 50s called 12 Angry Men. It's like a movie where, um, so. About 12 Angry Men? Yeah, so it's a court case about a guy who I think commits murder. And okay. it's a jury has to decide if he's guilty or innocent. But all 12 have to agree, right? Yeah. And they're. 11 out of the 12 people agree the guy's guilty. Yeah. And one person says, no, he's not guilty. Yeah. There's an episode where Amy Schumer, yeah. where they have to decide in court if she's hot or not. 
Okay. And 11 of them say, no, she's not hot. But one guy's like, she is hot. So it's a whole episode based on, is she hot for TV? Okay. And it's so well done. And all the 12 people are like famous actors, like Pete from Mad Men's in it. Oh. And my favorite joke is there's a guy in the court who's like, can we end this soon? He's like, I gotta go see the Blake Shelton, Adam um, Adam Levine concert. Okay. He's like, it's called the Garbage Dick Tour. <laughs> but that episode, I want to show you that episode. Cause it's so, Amy Schumer's only in it for two minutes. Yeah. Like Jeff Goldblum's in it. It's one of the best half hours of TV I saw this. I see this, it. But, they made that movie a remake, too, in 1997. Really? Yeah. But if you look up 12 Angry Men, like Amy Schumer, mm-hmm. it was unbelievable. So, But I'm going to go with Key and Peele. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the only Amy Schumer episode I like, even though I'm picking her as best Duh. female. So what about you? Uh, I'll pick Amy Schumer. Okay. Um, okay, so I guess we should go get ready. We should say what we're doing. Yeah, we're going to go see... Southpaw! Oof. Oof. So, we're at about an hour now. Maybe we'll come back around 10 and uh, finish this off. We're coming back at 10? How well, long no, we're coming back movie? at 9, but then we got to eat dinner still. Oh, yeah. And I still got to edit this. This thing goes out in four hours. We haven't even finished it. I don't think it. you have a lot to edit. No, just a few things. Okay. All well, right. I guess we'll do Southpaw, the new Jake Gyllenhaal, Fastbender scale rating, when we get back. Peace. And we're back <laughs> after a bit of a delay with the movie screening and giant sandwiches. Yeah, we realize our bite is too big for our buck. Or wait, what <laughs> is that saying? Our eyes are bigger than our stomachs. Yeah. Yeah, this is the latest we've ever waited to finish a podcast because this goes Ooh. live in like 45 minutes. You're going to be okay to edit this. <sighs> yeah. P.S. Do you want to tell people what we saw on the way to the movie theater? Oh my God. People are stealing our swag. So we're walking down Young Street towards the Varsity Theater in Toronto, which is basically the theater up at Bloor that a lot of older people go to. <laughs> yeah. Slash, it's like where they house a lot of independent films. Yeah. So we're walking down Young Street and right at... Young and maybe like Gloucester. Mm-hmm. They, I look to the right, and we're on the west side of the street. And I'm like, "Holy shit!" A new restaurant opening is called Six O Five, but it's written out as six. Yeah. And then O is just O, yeah. and then five is written out like, ugh, so rough. I was like, "How is this happening?" I know. Who are these people? What is this? place i know crazy i also just think it's like is it that catchy like is this what's happening now we are trending yeah maybe they're just big fans of us who knows maybe i want to be like can we like trade up on advertising yes please (laughs) so we went to go see the southpaw movie what it has a website is that 605 really yeah what is this place ah we'll post it oh it's like an up looks like an upscale Lounge. Lounge. I don't know if it looks upscale. It looks no, ghetto. Cocktail and lounge. Yeah. 6.05. Weird. I'm going to take a picture and be like, st- swag stealer. Swagger jackers. Yeah. Right. Bullshit. I'm telling you, we should have copyrighted. Totally. Well, as long as they don't start doing a podcast and start talking about <laughs> as an interracial couple. Yes. Fuckers. Okay. Um, so, what did you think of the the movie? How, what do you give it on the Fastbender scale? Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fassbenders do you get out of ten, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight, because that white boy crazy. I probably give Southpaw maybe like seven, 7.5 on Fassbender. What about you? Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fassbenders do you get out of ten, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight, because that white boy crazy. Yeah. On the Fassbender scale, I was going to give it... 
7.8. Okay. So it was good. Yeah. I thought it was actually like pretty decent. So for those of you guys who don't know what Southpaw is, I asked you at the beginning, is it based on a true story? Yeah. I don't believe it is. No, no. Um, but it's about boxer Billy Hope turns to trainer Tick Willis to help him get his life back on track after losing his wife in a tragic accident and his daughter to Child Protective Services. Yeah. So it stars uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Billy Hope, mm-hmm. Rachel McAdams as his wife Maureen, this chick with glasses yeah, as his, his daughter. daughter. Yeah. Yeah. It was and Forrest all... Whitaker as Tick Willis. You know, Wills. <laughs> surprisingly enough, my favorite actor in it was 50 Cent. Really? I usually hate him. I think he's an awful actor, but I thought I actually kind of liked him in this movie. Really? Yeah. That makes me laugh. Would you... <laughs> would you... So, yeah, it was all right. It was like... It's a boxing movie where yeah. the guy starts off as a champion, loses it all, and he has to build his way back up, which sounds like every boxing movie. Yeah, I've ever heard. I was like, when I got out of it, and now that I'm looking at IMDb, it's not, although it could be. Yeah. So I was like, is this like Million Dollar Baby, where right. they just got a black coach, like an old black actor to play the coach? But um, I think Clint Eastwood was the coach. When I think old black actor, I think Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was like. I thought it would be more interesting if it didn't work out mm-hmm. for him. I do. I do think it's it's a good tearjerker. At yeah, some there's point. parts where you're supposed to cry and this and that. Yeah, but I always like Jake Gyllenhaal though. Yeah, I feel I like he's, he's a very good actor. actor. Yeah, I liked him a lot in that Nightcrawler movie yeah. we saw and everything. <laughs> so not the one we just saw him in. Then. What's the other one we saw? Oh, this <laughs> one. Yeah, he was all right. No, I like him. It was good. Okay. Okay. So, that's... the only thing I didn't equally like. Okay, and so this will lead into the other part. Um, was, okay, the daughter, I didn't like, and she actually annoyed me more than Murph. Oh, Murph. She annoyed you more than Murph. Yeah. Uh, I didn't believe her. This girl didn't annoy me as much as Murph from Mm -hmm. Interstellar, because this chick didn't talk. There's a few scenes where she, like, hated her dad, so she just didn't talk. I'm like, good, she's not opening her mouth. Like, I enjoy that. Murph, well, at least he never, what was his daughter's name in the movie? Layla. Layla. Layla, I'm like, uh, I don't buy her as a Layla. No, I know. Much, and I'm like, like, take her. <laughs> but I was also like, how old were they when they had this kid? Because she looked like 13. Yeah, but I think they're in like their mid-30s. Yeah, so they were like, if like she was 22. like 34. Yeah, so 22. Because the whole idea is they met like when they were like kids. 12. Yeah, yeah that's so. okay. No, it was all right. I mean, go see it. Or not. Like, whatever. I think it's still go see it. Definitely go see it. What's next on the list of movies you want to see this summer? Uh, I guess Trainwreck next week with Becca. Yeah. And then I definitely want to see Mission Impossible. So just, yeah, that sounds good. Just a couple of things I want to talk about before we wrap this up. Uh, to keep you with the pop culture TV news, mm-hmm. what have you thought of this season's True Detective? Well, what I was going to say also, coming off of Southpaw, yeah. which stars Rachel McAdams, mm-hmm. this is not a teaser. Yeah. She's only in it for some of the film. Yeah, like in the trailer it shows that she, she dies. She dies. Yeah, she dies. In so the she's only in it for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, that's the amount of time I would rather have her in True Detective. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? So you're not liking season two no, of True Detective? No, absolutely do not like season two of True Detective. Like, I think we're two episodes behind now. Yeah, it's like, the actors don't have the same chemistry as Woody Harrelson and no. and Matthew McConaughey. There's way too many storylines, none yeah. of which of them you really even need. There's like three storylines I care about, and then yeah. there's about 15 I don't care about. I think it's so insane, though, because it's like... Last season was so good, yeah. and like the acting was so tight. The chemistry between Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, to your point, was like unreal. And then this one, I just 
there's so many things going on and so many like secondary actors mm-hmm. that you have no time to concentrate on the main plot line. Right. And so Ferris sent us an article after we all met up that one week or one weekend and it's like I think a variety article and it breaks down the mm-hmm. backstory to like the mafia government um, shenanigans in California. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. But if and it kind of played up to the true detective story Mm -hmm. and i was like okay but if you didn't know that because it's not like i don't feel like it's common knowledge that whole thing right i don't know of course no i'm like why would you like this storyline at all yeah i don't know it's just i still believe that next season they should get george clooney and (laughs) brad Brad pitt Pitt. so basically you want oceans 11 yeah although i told that to everyone at dinner the other day they all laughed at me yeah you not want to watch george clooney and brad pitt no of course you would because you think it's ocean's 11 no but i mean you think if you look at like matthew mcconaughey and woody harrelson you think like ed tv yeah i guess i never saw it yeah like yeah ocean's 11 but brad pitt does a lot of serious roles as does george clooney you know who i would want who's that would be like um what you call it more like like i'm not colin farrell was fine i think it was vitz vaughn who bothers me because i also don't understand what the hell he's saying sometimes right um but it would be more cool to have like an ed norton and oh i had this like a while ago um ed Ed norton and who the fuck was it um Ed Norton. I'm sold on Ed, Ed Norton. I'm watching that season for sure. It's Ed Norton and another actor who's older. Um, White guy? Yes. But I was like equally like, this is the one thing I'm like, oh, there should be some people of color yeah, in the show. it's all white dudes. It's all white dudes. And like Tim Riggins is the only endearing part of this series. Yeah. But even though I'm like, yeah, I don't really like him in this either. I don't like him in this either. I loved so. him in Friday Night Lights in that um, Lone Survivor movie. Yeah. This one, I'm like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't like it. So, oh, um, Ed Norton and, oh, I keep losing it. it. Yeah. Never well, mind. if you get it before we leave. Yeah. So two more things before we round this up. Mm-hmm. I just want to see what your opinions are. We've talked pop culture and movies and all that fun. Sports for two minutes. Wow. How do you feel about all the Blue Jays acquisitions this past <laughs> yeah. week? If there's any sports fans... We haven't done a sports podcast yeah. since uh, me, Sean, and Dan. Right. Like five seasons ago. I actually am pretty excited about it. I think Toronto needs something like this. Like, we and I were talking about it right when we were walking home from getting San Francisco sandwiches. Um, baseball, to me, and especially because I loved hockey so much, the mm-hmm. Suns had such an amazing season. Um, baseball, I was, like, not w- ready for it. I thought... Anthopolis was like he got rid of one of my favorite players, Milky Cabrera. Oh yeah, Milky didn't resign. So him. that was like not exciting for me. And I know you were excited, like this Josh Donaldson guy, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know who this is, right? And then they just got rid of your favorite player. Yeah. So just to quickly sum things up, trade deadline just happened. Blue Jays traded my. So here's my three favorite players. My two favorite, uh, like. Uh, hitters, mm-hmm. Prince Fielder, Fat Boy Fielder, mm-hmm. and Jose Reyes, two all-time favorite. Mm-hmm. Favorite pitcher, David Price. More mm-hmm. on that later. Yeah. We ended up trading Jose Reyes, who I loved. I, I loved his personality. I loved his hitting ability, but his defense stunk. Mm-hmm. But we traded him to Colorado for what everyone calls the best shortstop in baseball, Troy Tudelitsky, a.k.a. <laughs> Tulo. A.k.a. the serious one. A.k.a. the serious one. And I'm like, I don't know anything about this guy. Yeah. But when I did some research, he is unbelievable. So now you, he's your favorite. Well, it's the first game he is. Like a, <laughs> I'm a bandwagon jumper. You know that. <laughs> Anyways, we trade for him. We trade and got David Price. who Which was been... Sorry. You just did the no flex, I, though. 
David Price, is he or is he not your favorite pitcher? He is my favorite pitcher. And then a couple smaller moves. We've got Ben Revere. He could replace... He's the left fielder from Philly. All he does is smile. The short, he's like five foot yeah. nothing, 100 He did nothing. a sack fly, and he was like as if he won <laughs> the, the World thing. Series. I still think he's hitless in the three games. <laughs> but it, they, they made all these big changes, and so yeah. far it's been like this whole weekend of the games we watched have been really exciting. I, yeah. And it just it felt good to see like the Rogers Center full, jam-packed, yeah. and people, the crowd was into it. crowd it, was into it. The game was like Saturday. What day is it? Friday. Friday. No. Today's Monday. Sunday's game. Yesterday's yeah. game oh. was the crazy one. With all the fights. With all the fights or whatever against Kansas City. But today was like David Price's first game as yeah. a Toronto Blue Jay. And I just think it's like this is what Toronto needs. It's like we had the Raptors going for a while, but we didn't yeah. do well in the playoffs. And then the Leafs, the Leafs are, are just, just like, embarrassment. Bah. And so it's like it would be awesome, even though it is a wild card position. Like to me, yeah. it's still not like it's kind of like hockey. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Um, I still think it's like pretty cool for the city. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Like It's also a great time to be in the city, I think. Yeah, well, that's the other thing I want to talk about. We were just talking how cool it is. Like, Toronto's always kind of been, like, the cool big city in, in Canada, along with Montreal and yeah. Vancouver. But with all the excitement of sport, like not, baseball. Not to isolate everyone else in the Maritimes and in the Prairies, et what cetera. Up, Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, Raptors did well this season. They stunk. Yeah. You got Drake behind the Raptors. Blue Jays making a move. Yeah. All these cool things are happening. I just, last thing I wanted to say... OVL Fest is going on, which is Drake's annual homecoming concert at the amphitheater. And he's famous for bringing out big guest stars. So I just told you Kanye just came out. Yeah, he's like living here this week. Right now it's Monday, almost 11 o'clock, and OVL is going on. I haven't looked to see who else came. Let's make a prediction, Mm -hmm. and then we'll see for right next week. Predict one big star you think he'll bring out, and I'll make a prediction as well. I did think it would be Drake. Or, sorry, Drake. (laughs) Drake will be there. Yeah, Drake. You think Drake? Yeah. I think I'm going to take it to the next level and say NWA. Uh Dre, Ice Cube, uh, maybe MC Ren, DJ Yella. Okay. And RIP, maybe even Eazy's Hologram. Who knows? But I think he'll have at least... Dre and Ice Cube. Yeah, I think Dre. And I said Dre before I knew it. And yeah, Before, exactly. like, you were, like, talking about it with me. And finally, like, Dr. Dre, I'm very excited, finally releasing a new album on Friday. Yeah, it's called is. Compton, the soundtrack. Ooh, and we ooh, might have to make... <laughs> he hasn't released any new songs yet, but maybe next week we'll make one of his new songs the band of the week. I like that story. So why don't we get to this week's band of the week? Who is it? This week, it's the Reunited Libertines. Ooh. You know them, uh, Pete Doherty's band, yes. who I think he used to date some supermodel, yeah. Kate Moss. Yeah. Anyways, he makes heroin rock because yes. he is all hopped up on heroin. Yes. I love his band, Baby Shambles. Yes. And I know you like his solo album. I do. I can't think of the title now. It's the Roses uh, the song. Rose, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, The Rose is good. But uh, his original band, The Libertines, they're very much like Oasis, Blur, totally. that kind of music. Brett Rock. Brett Rock. But they finally reunited. Their new album comes out sometime this fall. Okay. But they have a new song called Gunga Din. <laughs> and it's very good. It's only three minutes. So I'm very excited. I like yeah. it a lot. I've had it on repeat for the last few weeks. I like it. So why don't we listen to Gunga Din Done. by The Libertines. I'm into it. All the ways to get in contact with us, facebook.com slash live605. Uh, we'll post pictures of all the things we talked about. Yes, please. Follow your boy on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Malencamp. I'm Val Gomez 23 And my tummy's pretty full from Cal- or San Francisco. So what do you say we uh, end the same? Yeah. I'm hooking up with some Benadryl. Yeah. Until next week, I'm your podcaster, John. I'm Val.